Five o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Welcome in, Patrick Johnson Show on a Tuesday. Excited to have uh, Matt Doherty on today. Doe! You know, he coached uh, UNC, of course, infamously, famously, infamously. Was at SMU for a little bit. He's got a new book out. In fact, it's available today. So, uh, Matt Doherty in the back half of the show. Uh, we say first, uh, before we get to news of the day and our pirate report for today, uh, Ben Byram. Producing today's show. Hey, Ben. What's happening? What's going on, P-Man? Intern uh, Joe, Casey over there. The drip, always with the drip. A serious drip going on. The drip never rests when it comes to intern Joe. Is that new? No? New to me. The hat's got to be new. That, that has a look of a new hat. What's he saying? He said Joe? Christmas. Heck yeah. It's a good outfit he's got going today. It's got a unique look going on. He does. Are you still enjoying being here as an intern? Are you enjoying it? Wow. All right. I saw a little bit of a grimace there. <laughs> I'll choose too. to ignore it. I did too. I don't know if he adjusted wrong in the chair and something happened, but there was a little bit of a a grimace and a pause. And I mean, Ben, you got to. T- said he had to think about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Ben, wait, you, I mean, this is no joke. You got to bring it every day, right, Ben? I guess so, yeah. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, we got some high school teams playing for a chance to go to state title tonight. I hate it that they're doing this on, because traditionally the Eastern Finals are usually played on a Saturday. And they're usually played when we're not in a COVID pandemic. At a neutral site, yes. usually. You went to a great game last year. You saw Farmville's oh, yeah. boys play South Granville. Minji's Coliseum, packed house, right? Oh yeah, not a not a seat in the house, not and, a single one. Yeah, and that was the case when Farmville played Green Central and Blue Edwards. Yep, uh, team the year before. Not, a, I mean, that was every seat in that building was full, and I, that's always a fun environment. I got to do one of the regional games for TV last year down in Fayetteville, and same thing. Lumberton saw our guy Vontae Leach down there. Uh, and uh, I think Pinecrest is who they beat, and that was a big, you know, big sort of day. But uh, not the case. It's being played at the highest seed tonight. The Cinderella story, Farmville Central's boys will be playing at uh, home, even though they were the nine seed. Uh, the Farmville girls are playing, and uh, a couple of other teams uh, from uh, over in uh, Williamston Riverside is uh, playing on the road over in Wilson. Uh, Northside Pinetown, Boco trying to get a representative in the uh, state championship game. And who, uh, West, uh, West Carteret, the fighting Jeff Lebos, Coach Lebos, the assistant with the Patriots. So uh, my uh, Mama Johnson and Coach's alma mater trying to get to the state title game. How about that? Uh, I'm going to be doing tele- – a little humble brag here, Ben. I'm going to be doing TV for a couple of the games. Oh, we, have a, we have a goal? No, no, that was just your horn. You know, you tooting your own horn. Ah, they need until 8 o'clock tonight. No goals. Who are they playing tonight? Predators. Who are they playing Nashville. Thursday? 
Predators, I believe. Again? Yeah, yeah. I thought I heard somebody else who they're playing. I mean, it might be. I'm pretty sure it might be the Predators. Did so. you agree? Uh, did I, I know you were out uh, Friday. Did you hear any of my Adam Gold uh, interview? No. He said his. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Your your honesty is appreciated and refreshing. Uh, he said that he thinks their window is four to five years. They're at the beginning of a four to five year window to win a cup. Do you agree with that? Canes. Yeah. Beginning. They're at the beginning. Yeah. And it's about they'll have about a five, four to five, I think maybe six year window. I see that they're young, okay. they're right. young. I just wanted to make sure. Um, why are we talking about Raleigh? Because it's better than talking about Charlotte. But talk about Charlotte. They did on the uh, Saturday Night Live. Now this was during the weekend update, right? Yeah. And this is Keenan Thompson, who, by the way, you remember we talked about Young Rock a couple of weeks ago. Young Rock is on NBC on Tuesday nights. And after Young Rock, Keenan Thompson has his own show. It's not a bad show. Okay, I, I did not know that. I was like, what role could Keenan Thompson possibly be playing on Young Rock? No, no, he's got his own show after Young Rock. Got you. So there you go. Keenan Thompson show. So yeah, I think it's called Keenan. It's not a bad show. And I'll say this, even though the Young Rock ratings went down, I actually enjoyed last week's Young Rock more than I enjoyed the initial Young Rock, the, the pilot. You know what the best part about all these things are? What's that? When you watch them as I do, you can just zoom through, zip through them. Uh, just zip through the commercials, zip through it all. You just get it on streaming. And if it's, well, it's the same DVR thing. Or same whatever. thing, yeah. yeah. And if it's really just not any good, you're not feeling it, you just move on. What wrestlers were they name dropping this week? Who popped they had a guy, this week? They had a guy, uh, remember... Now, are you were you a fan of like you're probably too young, but back when it was wrestling and Ric Flair had was like Woo! Ra- yeah the Nate the Nate Nate is aging like a banana by the way Nate <laughs> Nate when he would uh, re- wrestle in like high school gyms and armories and the Greensboro Coliseum and all that yeah so then they it's so you know you're familiar at least what I'm I'm familiar with that you're concept talking, you're, of them, you're, yeah. you're familiar of 80s Ric Flair yeah. So then these wrestling territories would try to get their own knockoff Nate. Oh. So on the Young Rock show last week, they had The Rock's dad, Rocky Johnson, in the throwback wrestling Nature Boy Ric Flair. The actor who they had playing looked the the Nature Boy. Is it Lil Nate? Looked like Lil Nate. (laughs) Okay. Little skinny, scrawny. Looked like that kind of (laughs) rip-off Nature Boy that everybody would... Like, try to put in their territory. You know, the guy that would come with a flashy robe and the long bleach blonde hair. They had a Roddy Piper guy who actually looked like Roddy Piper. Okay. Young Roddy Piper. I like Roddy Piper. Yeah, everybody liked Roddy Piper. God rest his soul. Raise your hand if you thought uh, Nate would still be around and Roddy Piper wouldn't. Nate is looking rough. He's looking rough. Still kicking, though, baby. So, uh, all right. So, Keenan Thompson, who I didn't realize, even with his own sitcom, is still on Saturday Night Live. He's been on Saturday Night Live for like 20 years. This is him doing, uh, I guess, uh, kind of the, the character is who? Remind me of the, the loudmouth. Uh, LeVar. LeVar Ball. LeVar Ball. Yes. LaMelo Ball's. Well, I feel like he's gone quiet here recently. LeVar? He's, he's his father. He's yeah. his father, yeah. So this is a LeVar Ball parody type of thing. I don't know. the. I've just seen the clips. I don't know the context of how they introduced it. But this is LeVar Ball as portrayed by Keenan Thompson. On Saturday Night Live, insult people in Charlotte are mad about this. 
Really, really. Oh, those people in Charlotte. Gosh. All right, here we go. Snobs. Well, among other things. Play it. Play it. It's been a good year for you. LaMelo is playing really well. Your son. You damn right he is. Yeah. And he's playing for the most storied franchise in all of basketball, the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> Charlotte, North Carolina, the regional banking capital of the world. <laughs> Gateway to Gastonia. So you think LaMelo's going to win Rookie of the Year? Oh, he's got all the awards locked up. Rookie of the Year, locked up. MVP, locked up. Prettiest hog at the Mecklenburg County Fair. Locked up. That means he's got some good-ass bacon. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was funny. For uh, an SNL bit, that was pretty that good. That was. Keenan yeah. Thompson's pretty good. He's. Uh, I like to watch his uh, thing they created, his What Up With That uh, I watched some of those. those are oh, yeah, I remember that. Those are I remember funny. That. Those are pretty funny. They are funny. Uh, but he's great. he is funny. I'll, I'll say this. Here's what's uh, great about it, though. It is the gateway to Gastonia, if you think about it. Uh, Charlotte is. But the, the Charlotte Tone. But think about this. That bit, I guess, the Mellow Ball, the, the, one of the New York uh, hoity-toity publications did something on, on the Mellow Ball. That move there has given Charlotte more national national relevancy since the Alonzo Mourning, Larry Johnson, Muggsy Bogues, Del Curry, Kendall Gilhornets, right? Sadly, with the with the kind of the state of the franchise, just to have a guy that can sell tickets, that's something to celebrate in Charlotte. Well, I mean, that's, that's think huge. about think about I mean, really the, those Hornets I just mentioned. Yep. That was the that was national relevancy. Yep. Then they had the death of the player Bobby uh, oh gosh. Phyllis, Phils? Yeah, Bobby Phils, yeah. Uh, and and if I can't, Google that to make sure I got his last name because I don't want to speak ill of the dead. But that, unfortunately, made headlines for the wrong reasons. Yeah, that wasn't good. And then, I guess, if you look at it, the, the most relevant national thing was when that dork in the backpack was talking jive courtside to Dwayne Wade, and Dwayne Wade torched the Hornets in the fourth, <laughs> in the fourth quarter and, like, eliminated him from the playoffs. He's he's whispering in your got ear. it, Phil. We, we did Phil's, yeah, Bobby Phil. That was terrible, but uh, but I mean, in all seriousness, though, I mean, the, the the other than that tragedy and that dork in the backpack, uh, this is the most like national convo the Hornets have been since uh, since the LJ Alonzo morning. Well, I would argue the most relevant thing about the Hornets before uh, Lamelo was. Michael Jordan, the fact that he owned the franchise, that was probably the most relevant thing since. But, you know, since. the first few years of that were very, very slug. I mean, the, he seemed disengaged. Yeah, he's not not a great owner, dare I well, say. Well, I think he's I think it's gotten a little better, hasn't it? No? Mm, mm, I, I don't know. MJ's not hurting for cash, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, think, yeah, oh, by the way the Hornets spend money, they're definitely – Oh, think they, operate, ever, yeah. they operate – within the uh, confines of a tight budget. I don't know. I don't know. You probably follow that a little more than I do. But I, I... They operate on a tight budget because they spend their money in the wrong places, uh, i.e. Nicholas Batum getting a... Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But it's not, I guess it's not a... Fr- but here's the question. Is it now a more desirable free agent destination because of uh, Ball being there and the way he passes the basketball? We'll see. That would be... Your hope, if you're Michael Jordan. You two guys are grimacing at this possibility. But we shall see. Uh, Casey's saying no one's to live in Charlotte. I agree with Casey. Uh, yeah, I tend to agree with him there. Intern Joe's onto something there. 
Okay, uh, we've we got to get to uh, Matt Doherty, we, and we're on a tight frame to do it. Let's grab a break, and I want to uh, come back. We'll do a Pirate Report. How about that for this March 2nd? Uh, Patrick uh, Johnson Show with you uh, here. Pirate Baseball tomorrow against ODU. Looks like the weather's going to uh, cooperate. And uh, we'll also hear some comments from Joe Dooley as the Pirates look to get back onto the floor uh, Thursday night against UCF. Uh, we'll be back with uh, Joe's comments and Cliff's comments in just a minute. All right, uh, 516 on this Tuesday. Looking uh, at a high tomorrow of 58 and sun, rain mainly to our south. Thursday, bright sunshine and 62 48 sunny Friday, and it's going to be sunny right through the weekend. In fact, uh, into late next week, it looks like uh, no real chance of rain. Again, a little bit of a, a chance of showers to our south tomorrow, but I don't think it's going to encroach enough into Greenville for the uh, game to be in any sort of weather doubt tomorrow. 48 clouds right now in Greenville. Let's do our pirate report here on this uh, Tuesday. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. I-C-Y-M-I, the Joe Dooley Show last night on 94.3 The Game. Uh, He gave an update on uh, Jackson and Coleman's injuries, respectively. Cut one. Well, Pook had surgery, he's, so he's uh, he's done, and Charles is progressing a little bit. I don't know if he'll make it back this season. We're not sure. It doesn't look like it, but you know he is doing better. He's feeling better, which is most important. And the bigger thing is uh, the injury that he had has is, is, is definitely gotten better. We were concerned where it, did, you know, where it would become a, a problem, and it won't become a problem, which is good news. So we're glad that those guys are probably done for the year. And this is uh, Joe talking about uh, the post-surgery spirit of Pig Jackson. Great, you know he he feels a lot better. He's actually getting his stitches out. I got his stitches out today. Uh, feeling a lot better. His spirit, you know, I guess the day or two after the surgery, he's a little banged up, like we all can imagine. And uh, but he's feeling much better, and his spirits are great as usual. This is uh, Coach talking about uh, giving the guys a rest. My guess is we'll probably get some of these guys back in a few. You know, we've we, we've obviously depending upon when the season ends, we've got a little bit of a game plan. We'll rest all these guys and. Uh, probably, you know, give these guys some ch- a chance to rest their bodies and probably just as importantly rest their heads and, and minds and, 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 and those type of deals so they can step away from it. It's been a long grinding year for everybody, but I think these kids have done a really good job and they probably need some time to step away and spend some time with their family. I guess he's talking about getting away from uh, the season. Not so much basketball, but from just the season. That's what he was discussing there. Uh, also, uh, what's the plan for the off-season workouts as far as players returning? I, our initial plan probably is to not have the guys here for first summer session, and maybe about a week before the second summer session, bring a, you know have them come back and start reacclimating and doing some stuff with the strength and conditioning coach for summer too. But I think you know these guys have been here since July. Uh, you know, poor guys like Luigi and Batumba have not been home. It'll be almost two years, and and I think with uh, the stress and strain of the year, start stop. Are we going to play? It would be good for all these guys to go home, spend some time with their families, put their feet up a little bit, and obviously we'll have some stuff for them to do, but I think it might be better in the long-term run for their for their site. All right, let's start ahead to uh, cut six here, and uh, obviously right now the plan is for a game Thursday at 9 o'clock against UCF, and then Sunday, Senior Day against Cincinnati. What are the Senior Day festivities going to be like? 
Well, we'll do the typical, you know, the guys that are graduating. You know, we'll do the the, the jerseys and all those type of deals, and we're honor honor both the players and the and the uh, managers like we always do. That'll be the same 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 uh, same as we always do. Ben, this game Thursday night is like at nine o'clock. This thing might as well be at two in the morning in my world, right? I'm with you. I'm starting to kind of adjust that kind You've, of You've become an old man. I, I have. I have. You go to bed early like I do? It must be because I, I became a suit, and it completely changed my <laughs> lifestyle. Right. <laughs> what time do you go to bed, intern Joe, usually on a on a school night? Easy around midnight. Yeah. That's not too bad. What about on the weekends? Midnight. Really? Consistency. It's consistent. I like that. That's what you like. It's like his drip. You know what they told us in uh, – you know what they told us uh, – our RA told us at Scott Dorm, my freshman year, is go to bed at the same time. Get the same amount of sleep. You'll do better academic. And I listened, and I had a better academic semester. Of course, I also studied, where the first semester I just went hog-ass wild. And just, everybody does that. Yeah, you know, everybody you, does. You're and learning. I, you're getting acclimated. I looked at that number, and I said, you know what? If I do that again, I'll have some fun, but I will not be here beyond, beyond this semester. So I buckled down. I was an excellent student after that. All right, uh, let's get an update on uh, the Farrakhan situation with Joe Dooley. You know what? When he's healthy, he's shown really good, really good flashes and been banged up a little bit. He is healthy now. Uh, I think he's starting to figure out the pace and, and what, how you need to compete at this level. And part of Noah's problems all his problems also been you know, the play of Tremont. I mean, we, Tremont has played very, very well. And when you look at Tremont's statistics and you watch every day in practice, Tremont has outplayed him to date. Uh, he has gotten better, and then I do feel comfortable. I think Tristan's starting to round into shape. That, you know, I've liked Tristan at the point too, which isn't Noah's fault. But I do think he's he's had a couple good weeks. He's gotten better. It's just some of it's also he's got to get ahead of those guys that he's competing with and, and and do it on a consistent basis. Tremont Robinson White being healthy, and I think getting pushed by Farrakhan bringing in that's what's led to Farrakhan being on the bench as much as anything. And, and I have heard I think Farrakhan is still learning to play at a level that Joe Dooley wants him to play effort-wise. Uh, real quick here uh, from Cliff Godwin's uh, Zoom press conference, uh, a lot of people have asked about the Lane Hoover situation. Here is the audio for that update. Look, I'm not a doctor, but he definitely had a concussion. Um, it was not pretty, you know, out there. I hear from people that they really show the play, but they showed a lot of blood. And, you know, when we first got out there, Lane was coherent when I got out there. Um, he took a knee to the face, Norby's knee, hit him in the face. And Coach Palumbo said it's like a UCF fighter trying to knee somebody to the face. Obviously, Norby wasn't trying to do it intentionally. And two kids playing hard, man, that's the game of baseball. And uh, it, it's unfortunate, but Lane Hoover is as tough of a you-know-what as I've ever coached. And my mom actually stayed back in the hotel room with him yesterday when everybody was at the game just to check on him every 30 minutes. And – you know, he, wanted, he wanted to play yesterday. The guy can't even see straight, and he wanted to play yesterday, and that just tells you what type of competitor he is and how much he cares about his, the team. So we'll see. I mean, that's that's not an easy thing, and those things are so inexact. You don't know when he'll come back uh, from that. Uh, that wraps up today's Pirate Report. Uh, ben Byram, ahead of Matt Doherty, joining us to talk about his new book. Here is uh, Ben with an update on all things uh, from the world of sports. Ben, what you got? Thanks, Patrick. Ben Byron here for your 94th of the game sports update. And we start with some high school basketball Eastern Regional Championship games 
set to tip off later tonight in the 1A Girls Championship. Ninth seeded Northside Pontown will be at third seeded Princeton. And the 2A Girls Ninth seeded Farmer Central will travel to second seeded McMichael. And the 1A Boys, fifth seeded Riverside Martin, hosts third seeded Wilson Prep. And the 2A Boys, ninth seeded Farmer Central, battles 15th seeded Northeastern on the road. And then the 3A Boys, sixth seeded West Carteret, matches up against 13th seeded Northwood. And college troops tipping off tonight at six. Wake Forest takes on Pitt. The Pitt Panthers are four and a half point favorites. At seven, we have a ranked matchup between two of the top teams in the country. The second-ranked Michigan hosts fourth-ranked Illinois. The Michigan Wolverines are favored in that game by six and a half points. Eighth-ranked Alabama battles Auburn. The Auburn Tigers are the 11-point underdogs. 18th-ranked Texas Tech matches up against TCU. The Texas Tech Red Raiders are the 12 and a half point favorites. We have an American Conference matchup between UCF and Tulsa. The Golden Hurricane are the underdogs by three points. At eight, Duke travels to Georgia Tech. The Blue Devils are barely the underdogs by a point and a half. At nine, we have another contest between two ranked opponents, 23rd ranked Purdue plus 25th ranked Wisconsin. Purdue Boilermakers are favored by two points. We close out the night with another American Conference matchup between Memphis and USF. The Memphis Tigers are the nine-point favorites in that bout. For college football, ex-Auburn defensive end Big Cat Bryant is transferring to UCF to join his former head coach in Gus Malzahn. Bryant was the second-team All-SEC selection just a year ago. Meanwhile, Alabama Crimson Tide AD Greg Burns states that he plans to have full capacity at college football games next season. From the NFL, Dolphins released linebacker Kyle Van Noy after signing him to a four-year, $51 million deal a year ago. Van Noy claims that he was shocked and surprised by the organization's decision. And Teddy Bridgewater continues to surprisingly gain interest in the trade market as the Steelers have reportedly entered the sweepstakes and have reached out to the Panthers about a possible trade. From the NBA, Charlotte Hornets guard LaMelo Ball continues to make noise throughout the league as he claims the Rookie of the Month honor for the month of February, along with Tyrese Halliburton. Ball averaged 20 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists, and 2 steals a game, leading all rookies in points and assists per game. And wrap it up for the NHL, the Carolina Hurricanes look to build off their overtime win over the Florida Panthers as they take on the Nashville Predators tonight on the road. Puck drop for that game is set for 8 o'clock. Expect to start in the net for the Canes is James, Ry- James Reimer, while the Preds will start UC Soros. For your 94th of the game sports update, I'm Ben Barham. New book out by Coach Matt Doherty from titled Rebound, From Pain to Passion. And uh, Coach Matt Doherty in Greenville, at least telephonically, joining us uh, here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, Coach, thanks for taking a few minutes with us. Hey, no problem. Thank you very much for having me, PJ. I wanted to, uh, we were talking right before we went on. Uh, you used to, we, we, we both have worked for the same uh, guy, Henry Hinton. You worked for yeah. him way back in the day, and, and we, of course, have worked for him now and worked with uh, Henry for a number of years. And I told you, you, you negotiated too low because they don't pay the sports guys well because you negotiated <laughs> too low all those years ago. Come on. Uh, I'm sorry to set the table. Uh, I, I was a low <laughs> bar, but at least he's improved his talent base. You know what I mean? Well, that remains to be seen, Coach. We wait till you get through this interview before you make that uh, that uh, that assessment. But you're too kind. I appreciate it very much. Uh, lots to talk about with the book. Uh, I want to, you know, there was the old, uh, the, one of the, the, the Tony neighborhoods in Greenville, Star Hill Farms. There was always the rumor Matt Doherty was looking for a home in Star Hill Farms, every time that the coaching vacancy for ECU basketball uh, came up, you were not, you never had gotten a realtor to look for a house in Star Hill Farms. I've always wanted to, to ask that question to you. 
Well, uh, no, no. Lucky it was my <laughs> wife. My, my wife wanted me, maybe wanted me to move to Greenville, but uh, no, I've never uh, ever engaged uh, with ECU either directly or indirectly about any of their coaching jobs. Well, again, those were the big rumors uh, during all of those yeah. uh, vacancies, actually. and you know how those rumors are. Uh, obviously, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, I do know about rumors. <laughs> yes, yes. So, uh, tell me a little bit about the book. Rebound, and, and then the subtitle, uh, From Pain to Passion. Uh, it seems like there's a lot of meaning in that title. Well, I hope so. You know, that, that's the point. Uh, you know, obviously you want rebound as the basketball connotation, and it was rebounding from failure. And then from pain, uh, the pain of losing my job in a very public manner in Chapel Hill in 2003, to learning about leadership and that becoming my passion. So uh and then you know this this other title leadership lessons learned mm-hmm. I, I i it took me 17 years i mean uh you know i had it inside me i put down notes and you know it started out with just anger and bitterness and wanted to get it out because i didn't want to verbalize that but yet you know anger turned inward leads to depression which i did deal with um over those 17 years uh and I just wanted to get it to paper. And then as I started to work in the leadership space uh, over two, about two years ago, I started doing executive coaching, uh, public speaking, and um, people would say, hey, do you have a book? And, you know, I didn't have a book. And they recommended I write a book. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't don't know about writing a book. And a friend of mine, Scott Sankavich, who was a quarterback at North Carolina when I was playing, uh, had written a book and recommended an author and then a buddy of mine who I've mentioned in the book, John Black, you know, I gave him the script. He thought it was a worthy script. And I really wanted to write it to help others learn from my, the, the landmines I stepped on in leadership because leadership is the most important topic that's never formally taught. And even if it was formally taught, you can't just learn about leadership by taking a class you have to practice it you have to you have to you know like a little kid you know you can't ride a learn to ride a bike uh unless you're on the bike and you're going to fall off and so um you know i just wanted to help people teach them how to ride the bike so their falls wouldn't be as as drastic as my falls matt doherty is with us you know coach uh you you've been at this for years and years um i i've you know, have some great friends who have been coaches over the years. Great guys know the game. It just may not work out. I mean, let, let's face it. Uh, there aren't a whole lot of Roy Williams, Mike Krzyzewski's, Tom Izzo's, guys that are places for decades. Uh, and right. and winning, I mean, even, even guys that have some sustained success, eventually uh, that familiarity breeds contempt at a lot of, a lot of places. Uh, mm-hmm. So it, it seems to me that – had you been anywhere else other than UNC uh, and things had not worked out, it maybe wouldn't have been as public. But I, I wonder if it would have been as deeply personal uh, as it was to, to have things end up as they did in Chapel Hill. Oh, no, it wouldn't have been. I mean, because that was, my, you know, the Carolina family. That's preached, right? And, and it's real. And when you feel like you're getting kicked out of a family, that was my safety net. And I touch on this in the book. Um, I felt like I was falling off the Empire State Building with no safety net. 
where, you know, if I had had that happen, say I stayed at Notre Dame and it happened at Notre Dame, I, I would have, you know, Roy Williams, Dean Smith as my safety net. But when I'm getting, you know, kicked out of the family, uh, I didn't have one. And I had to reconstruct my network. Um, and, and that was hard. That was painful. But it was also cleansing in a way because you you know when you lose your job at a place like north carolina 75 percent of your rolodex gets cleared out (laughs) and 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 and, and, you know people are in love with the title not the person and and so now you realize who your true friends are matt doherty uh is is with us was it a mistake to come in and have your own staff with Dean Smith still in the building, if you will, uh, make some yeah. changes in the office to the office staff. Yeah. I mean, so why why did you do it? What was the motivation behind? Well, that? it was a mistake in hindsight. But when I was interviewing for the job, there were three things that I wanted to make clear. One, um, we we you know weren't going to be very good my second year. My first year we were going to be good. My second year we weren't. My third year we we're going to be rebuilding. Um, two, could I bring my staff with me, um, you know, in, in their roles, in the, in the roles they assumed? And I was told yes. And three, um, would it be my program or would Coach Smith want to run it through me? And I got affirmation on all three of those from, you know, Dick Bedore said, you know, I, I know it's going to be the next year will be tough. Um, and the second year, um, and the third year would be rebuilding, and it just went as according to script. And um, he said I could bring my staff with me. I said if if I can't, that's okay. I'm going to stay at Notre Dame because I didn't want to put those guys out right. on the street, you know. And then Coach Smith told me he says Is your program run it how you see fit. So I checked all the boxes. So then, where was the disconnect? Now, the disconnect was that wasn't accurate i mean right. you know i mean people tell you things when you're being recruited right and, and, and yeah i mean you're gonna start you're gonna skip 10 shots a game uh you know and you're gonna play point guard and all of a sudden right. you're playing the three spot and you're coming off the bench you know yeah um you know so i think that's where the disconnect was and and i really um felt that that was my lack of experience Gotcha. In, 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 in not understanding the motives and really understanding what wasn't being said. You have to listen to what's not being said or how things are being said. Right. Or really drilling down deeper. You know, really, is it my program? So if I, if I do this, are you okay with that? You know, um, and so I wanted to hear those answers. So when I heard them, I checked them off mentally and I moved on. Yeah. Uh, wherever books are sold, also rebound-book.com. Rebound from pain to passion by Matt Doherty. Leadership lessons learned. The coaches uh, with us uh, here. And uh, you can do everything with Matt Doherty uh, on that uh, website from order the book to uh, book him to, to speak at an event, uh, all sorts of things. So uh, check the website uh, out. Uh, they're great. Well, to let's have... not get crazy, PJ. All sorts of things. I mean, what? Like, you think I'm going to show up at a birthday as a, in a clown suit? Look, what, coach, what are you trying to? What are you trying to promote? Coach. And you're probably since Henry's so tight with the money, you're probably trying to get ten percent. 
from any gig. Coach, I know how you work, PK. Coach, listen. Uh, you pay, I'm there. That's the motto I have. You know, it's <laughs> that's my motto. My motto, my motto is free. It's me. Say that again. Free. It's me. Free. It's me. <laughs> no, off the shoulder all day. Look, any, <laughs> anything, anything that gets me in in the door for something I want to go to, it has to have a premium parking, a catered meal, and, and and be free. And if you have two of those three thresholds, I, I'll usually show up. Um, <laughs> So we're having a good time here with uh, with with Coach Doherty. Uh, you've you've done television work. You've still coached. Yes. Uh, you've been part of conferences. So I mean, you have. Uh, and, and just talking to you now, uh, I might would go play for Coach Doherty. I, I'd probably be the last man on the bench. But I mean, I could see where you are, uh, where where guys would uh, be charmed and be fired up uh, talking to you about uh, going to play. So I, obviously, well, there, there's a there's a part of your personality. That the people I know who have talked to, who know, I've talked to that have known you over the years, say maybe is not always was always on display in Chapel Hill or other places. In other words, uh, you're a good guy. I've rooted against your teams, but you're a good guy, and and I, I just wonder if that part of your personality didn't come through because of that fire that you have. Well, I think it it probably didn't come through on a couple fronts. One when you're going through change and, and the pressure at North Carolina, you know, there's not, there's not a whole lot of time for fluff and, you know, and, you know, you're trying to get things done. Right. Um, because when I got the job, you know, and this isn't really understood. I got it July 11th. Yeah. yeah. And anybody that knows college basketball knows what that time of year is, right. is about. Yeah. And it's about recruiting. Mm-hmm. And we were behind the eight ball in recruiting when I got there. So I needed to get on the road recruiting. And so my whole focus was that at the time, which probably was a mistake. Because when you're taking over, assuming a role as a head coach at University of North Carolina, there's a lot of stakeholders that I I probably needed to touch before I went out to see Carmelo Anthony on that first day. Um, But that was the way I was wired. And, And, you know, you're only as good as your players. I mean, you know, there's a lot of great coaches out there that, you know, as Coach Smith would say, I could draw up a play to get the ball to the block and then recruiting takes over. And and so you you need to get players. So that intensity, you know, I'm I'm a very intense person. Like I'm fun in games until you right. the, the the score that you say, Okay, we're gonna keep score. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> no, I, you know, yeah, totally. I'm going for your throat, PJ. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, nice guy. We can go have a meal afterwards, but I'm going to try to, you know. And so that that um, you know, I, I could have managed that a little bit better. I think I talk about it in the book um, rebound, having an emotional circle, understanding your biggest strength because your biggest strength is your biggest weakness. And I'm intense and I'm driven. Mm-hmm. Well, I can be too intense and too driven right and especially for a culture at north carolina that wasn't that way you know um it was more laid back where at notre dame they accepted change because they they hadn't won in a while right well north carolina had won in a while and was a little bit more laid back and i felt that the program needed a little built of intensity yeah and um and so, yeah, I wasn't, I'm not afraid to, to drive that 
culture. Yeah. And um, but that probably did did it too soon. But a lot of it, a lot of it was just timing. And 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 you know, having Dean Smith and Bill Guthridge in the building is both both a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Ask any CEO that takes over a Fortune five co- co- company. You know, the previous CEO is not going to be there. Right. Um, you know, that, yeah, that, that, and, and that's, you know, again, I think something gets a little, uh, perhaps left off, uh, in this or revised in the history. I mean, that, that's a tough, it's a tough deal and it's no disrespect yep. to, to the legacy of Dean Smith or, or Bill Gunn. No, no. Yeah. Um, Matt Doherty, 100%. Matt Doherty with us, uh, the new book rebound from pain to passion and uh, lessons, uh, leadership learned. Uh, is uh, are, are some of the subtitles of this book. You can uh, check it out uh, wherever books are sold. So l- let me ask you this. As far as um, when you take over the, the SMU job, um, right. let's be fair there, too. There had been some probation issues, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, you're taking over a, a program that uh, is in that mode they're trying to get back to to winning or establishing some kind of winning right. culture. So give me a little bit of the details about what went down in Dallas with SMU. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, you know, like when you buy a house. Like the one you were going to buy in Star Hill Farms. Go ahead, Coach. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. So you drive through Star Hill Farms, <laughs> and you see you see your house has nice curb appeal, right? Yeah. You walk through it, does an inspection, you buy it, you move in. You live there a few days, you realize, oh, I didn't know the airport, you know, was so close. I didn't, I didn't know planes flew right overhead. Oh, I didn't realize the hot water heater didn't, the, the water didn't get hot quick enough. Oh, I didn't realize, you know, so all of a sudden you don't know until you get into a situation. When you're look, when you're, you know, going for jobs, you don't know what the infrastructure is like. You only see what's above ground. And so, um, and you only get to see that for 24 hours, mm-hmm. 48 hours before you make a decision. Sometimes you don't even get to see the campus. And so when I got the job there, they were still, I mean, it was the eighties when they were on, you know, big right. time probation, the yeah. death penalty. Yeah. And then, um, then they had another, the previous coach gotten, you know, was on, you know, had some minor issues. Um, <laughs> And, and and so then, you know, I get the job and the culture on campus was so anti-athletics, mm-hmm. anti-basketball mm-hmm. that, you know, you couldn't do, you know, they, they, they didn't trust. There was lack of trust. And so you had to develop that trust. The fans didn't love the game, didn't love, you know, SMU basketball. You had to develop that. Um that, and I didn't realize this now. I get the job, and I'm in Dallas, which is one of the hotbeds in basketball yeah. in, in, the, in, the, in the country, right. high school basketball. And I meet uh, with um, a couple of key coaches in the area, one a, one a white gentleman, another one a black gentleman, and two very well-respected coaches in the Dallas community. And they say, oh, we're not going to help SMU. They did to the previous coach because the previous coach was a high school, former high school coach from Dallas. Right. right. And so when they fired him after two years because of some kind of what they felt was a trumped up violation, 
they held that against SMU. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I can't recruit Dallas. Can't recruit your backyard. Yeah. Can't recruit my backyard. Yeah. So finally in my fifth year, they finally said, I met with them. I met with, you know, I said, hey, I respect that. I understand it. Don't like it. But, you know, I'm going to keep trying to recruit your guys. And after five years, they said, you know what? You're a good guy. Kids can get a good education at SMU and play close to home. We, we, we put a stamp of approval on it. So then I finally started getting some Dallas kids. Yeah. Um, and, Matt, and too little, too late. Right. Matt Doherty uh, with us. Uh, how does it – and I, I – I, good-natured ribbing to my UNC friends that, uh, hey, Matt Doherty recruited – Roy Williams' first national championship class. But, I mean, the, the reality is a lot of those players were guys you brought in. Uh, yeah. No, the start starting five were the kids that started for me. Yeah. Two years prior. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was very painful to experience that. It was it was a proud and, and yet painful moment when they were cutting down the nets. And I explained that in detail in the book. Uh, PJ, uh, PJ, I'm, I, 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 I'm trusting the fact that you, you either purchased the book or you're going to purchase the book. <laughs> I, I, the, I the, want it personalized. I, I'm getting it, yeah, but yeah, I will. I want it personalized. Yeah, yeah, you're getting it. Okay, yeah, checks in the mail. Um, <laughs> no, my no. dog ate. My, my dog ate it. I get it. I get it. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting a better understanding of you, PJ. Yes, I should start interviewing you. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. there, Coach. I'm vapid. Don't. I'm just a vapid radio guy. Don't you know that? A vapid. Uh, sports it. announcer. Uh, is that, did you just look that word up this morning? I did. Decide, is that the word of the day? <laughs> All right. I'm going to have to look that one up. All right, Coach. Uh, if it, what is what's the big thing you want myself or whoever reads the book to take from it? Well, I think first thing is I wanted anybody. Everybody's a leader in some way, shape, or form, whether it's at your job, in your community, or in your household. Um. So I wanted to really help people understand the, the leadership lessons, the landmines I stepped on and the ones that they could avoid. But what, what has really resonated with a lot of people is, is the failure and people deal with failure. Um, and you don't realize, I think sometimes how broken a lot of people are. Yeah. Um, and so I've gotten random emails uh, from people I've known I haven't talked to in 40 years to some people I don't know uh, saying, wow, thank you for sharing. I, I, I had a job. I went through a similar experience and they don't know how to get out of it. You know, and I think one of the things is the forgiveness piece. Yeah. That, that, that forgiving others, but also forgiving yourself. That when things go wrong, we can beat ourselves up and be our own worst enemy. And I did it for years. Why did I leave Notre Dame? Why didn't I manage Coach Smith better? Why didn't I keep the previous staff? Why, the, why, 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 why? That's negative self-talk that only leads to a spiral of depression. Yeah. So I had to forgive myself. And once I did that, I felt, I felt some peace come over me for the first time in a long time. I, Coach, thank you so much for the time. I really mean that. Uh, it's been great getting to know you in this. Uh, hopefully, we'll stay in touch and uh, get a chance to. Probably not, PJ. Okay. Probably not. That's okay. 
<laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I couldn't resist. You laid it up there, PJ, uh, and I just had to pin it against the backboard. I don't even know you. I, I don't know if we've ever talked before. But No, this, it's is, just like, this is the first go-around. This is the first go-around. It's just the chemistry here is evident. Maybe Henry should have, you know, you and I on a show together and, and pay us 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. What? That's a big ask. That's a, a big ask. Big ask. Big. The the, co- yeah. the the story there is, uh, Coach Doherty after graduating UNC. I guess you were still around Chapel Hill, finished up classes, or looking for a job. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, okay, whoa. wait a minute. See how, start, see how you just dumped dirt on me? No, like that. I, I, finishing up classes. Well, like I you didn't, didn't know think I graduated. No, on no, time? I didn't know if you nah, still whoa, had. Whoa, class. whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Don't try to backstroke out of this one. Finishing up classes? How about you were going for your MBA? Hanging around trying to get a job? <laughs> you were going for your MBA? What, I what, don't know. What, PJ, PJ, <laughs> PJ, you just, you just, uh, you just, oh, PJ, oh, PJ. So, so much for, so much PJ, for me. PJ, read the book. Right. PJ, read the book. You'll learn how to do interview better. I promise. <laughs> so much for me hoping that this was my break with the coach, uh, lifting me up in the TV, <laughs> TV booth with him. So much for that. But listen. <laughs> But no, but you were still you. You were in Chapel Hill for whatever reason, and uh, and Henry got you to do radio for the post game yeah, I, I for did, UNC. I, I did a, I did a, I did some radio for Henry, and uh, yeah, he he uh, drove me right into working on Wall Street. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I said okay, okay, yeah, 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 fifty bucks and a and a and a yeah. No, so no kidding. Yeah, Henry is one of the nicest gentlemen that uh, you ever want to meet. You know, I ever met. Yeah, good man. Yeah, good man. Well, yeah, it's been great to have you on. I mean that very sincerely. And no, I know, uh, I know, I know. And you're a good sport, and I appreciate you putting up with my uh, my sarcasm, my Long Island sarcasm. I see. I I'm one of the Southerners that just doesn't. You know, I, I kind of like that. I, I I like sarcasm, so I'm fine with. Yeah, it. I'm fine with. Good. It. Good, uh, good. Uh, good, yeah, good. Absolutely. Um, all right, Coach. Good to talk to you. We want everybody Likewise. to go out and get the book. Uh, you can uh, check it out on the website, rebound-book.com. Matt Doherty, Rebound from Pain to Passion. Uh, check the book out uh, as uh, we enjoyed our time here with the coach. Ho- uh, hope to catch up soon, Matt. Thank you so much. Thank you, PJ. Appreciate it. Enjoyable chat there with Matt Doherty. Uh, his best-selling book. All right. It's already in its second printing. As it's available today, uh, Rebound, check it out wherever uh, books are uh, sold. It was very interesting to hear him uh, talk about the UNC stuff. really, really was. Good stuff. Uh, Matt Doherty there. Appreciate him uh, taking a few minutes with us. Uh, Best of luck tonight to the Farmville Central boys and girls. Also to Riverside Martin and Wilson Prep, uh, West Carteret, and Northside Pine Town. I guess Princeton kind of falls in there. Carolina team. Uh, All of them playing for chances to play Saturday for state basketball championship. Thanks to Matt Doherty. Great job by uh, intern Joe and Mr. Ben Byram as well. And we will uh, see you uh, to, well, no, we won't see you tomorrow, will we? They'll have baseball tomorrow. We'll see you Thursday. Patrick Johnson Show.